0: Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports. Give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. I mean, what else is there to say? This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's just Brian Haydad here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining me at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate you guys, our great listeners, especially our servicemen out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I mean, sometimes you just need a little boost to get through the day, huh? I think that's what Strange Brew is going to have to be there for you. Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville, Rupelo.com. Over in Tupelo, be weird if Brupolo was in. Let's go with everybody. Macomb. Got some friends out of Macomb. Regardless of where you live, you know Strange Brew Coffeehouse can always be on your uh, in your coffee mug at the house because all you gotta do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it right there for shipping. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Look, I get it, man. You may not, you know, you may not want to. Man, I want to be advertising some things these days. I get it, but Father's Day is coming up. Come on, you know you're always proud to wear the maroon and white. Grab a new shirt or something new from College Corner. Shop at their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, if you guys are going to be in Starkville this weekend. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying. If you're going to be up here. Humble Taco is definitely a place you want to check out. Come sit on the patio, grab a margarita, grab some chips and salsa, and grab some tacos that you can't get anywhere else. Unique, different, delicious, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. It's Humble Taco. Looking for an easy solution for lunch today? Firehouse Subs. Hey, if you're not following them on Twitter, you might be missing out on some free subs. They're giving it away every day at Firehouse Subs on Twitter. And Of course, you can just place your order online with the Firehouse Subs app. It's ready within minutes, and you pile up the reward points so you're eating for free. The locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison. That is Firehouse Subs. Hello, friends. So it's just me, and it's just baseball because you know what else is there? Uh, Mosley still has not uh, has st- <laughs> still has not committed. I just saw a, a funny tweet from my, from my friend Hunter Richardson, who used to be an SID here, said it could be worse. Can be doing a season-long uniform unveiling from Adidas along with it. <laughs> that's a good call, Hunter. Uh, anyway. So I don't know how long we're going to talk here, guys. I don't know how long uh, we can go because there's just not a lot to talk about. I was hoping Mosley would have committed by now, but that's not happening. Football, not a lot going on there. I, can, I mean, I could tell you my thoughts on Sabin and Fisher, but if you listen to Sports Talk Mississippi on Thursday, you already heard them. And if not, I would encourage you to. Go back and either uh, listen to the podcast, uh, wherever you get podcasts, as well as this one. And, of course, you can just go to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, there's clips, and there'll be plenty of that discussion uh, there. But it was 27-2, to 2, guys. It was 27-2. to 2. And I've been sort of wondering when rock bottom would come. I thought it might be that Samford game. But this is it. They saved the worst for last. 27-2. to 2. This is Mississippi State baseball, the defending national champions. One of the proudest programs in the country, one of the most successful programs in the country. And they got beat like they were playing, like Tennessee was playing Grambling, playing some team with an RPI of 250 plus. 27 2. I can barely wrap my head around that. I knew it was going to be bad. And I said all week, I said I don't think Tennessee will come to Starkville with the, uh, well, we've wrapped everything up and you know we can just sort of coast our way home. I said that and, and I believed it, and I didn't, I didn't know how vicious it was going to be. And there's still two games remaining. Um, but this, this is this is rock bottom right here. You know, this this is it. Um, State has to win the next two games to to go to Hoover, but it's it's more than just that at this point. This this is this is. I'm not a guy... If if you've listened to this podcast in the past, you know that I don't like to use the word unacceptable, right? Because unacceptable to me is a word that there should be a consequence, right? If I I tell my children that behavior is unacceptable, it means that the next time I see that behavior, there will be a consequence to it. Whereas... I could say losing a game like this is unacceptable. State could go out later today and lose again 27-2, to 2, and there's no consequences for that. Nobody's losing their job here today. So I don't like that word unacceptable. So what I will say is this. This kind of season is unacceptable. And maybe even that's not correct either, because again, no, nobody's losing their job here to this, this year. That's not going to happen. Nor should it. Nor should it. I, need to make, I, feel like I, have, I feel like I need to make that point. I keep making it every week. But at this point, if you, if you listen to the podcast, and I would suggest there are some of you out there, and you know who you are, who when I say something negative, you can't wait to run at me with it. Oh, there he goes being negative again. I have been pretty adamant over the past few weeks that I believe in Chris Limonis, and I believe that he will turn this program around. Get it back going the way it was. I, I totally believe that. Nights like that will sh- nights like this will shake your faith a little bit though. And that's okay. It's okay if, if you're if you're shook. But this is not something that Mississippi State fans are used to. We're used to being the bullies in baseball. The guys who push you around, the guys who have the swagger. These didn't even look like two teams from the same conference Thursday night. The state didn't look like an SEC team. And that's a team that returns what? Am I right, five, five guys who started in the uh, final game of the season last year, which was the national championship game? Compass, Clark, Hancock, Tanner, James, five guys, right? I guess Compass didn't start that game, but Braylon Skinner did. But you, you, you see what I'm getting at. They don't even look like they belong on the field. So, what I would say, so I don't know if unacceptable, I don't know what the word is, but I'll say this. This season, it's two more games. Then you're going to take it, you're going to flush it, and you're never going to speak of it again. you got to be better next season. And that's not even, you know, oh, are you going to come on and you know talk down about Crystal Motus next year? I won't have to, guys. I won't have to. Y'all do all that for me. Mississippi State fans aren't going to accept back-to-back years like this. They just aren't. Nor should they. You got a $61 million stadium. You got all the tradition in the world. You got the best fan support of anybody in the country. You don't have to settle. This isn't MSU football where, you know, there's going to be some five and seven, six and six years every now and then. You just have to live with it. This must be, say, baseball. You know, Michael Borky got on to me the other day because I said, I believe Mississippi State should be in the hunt to host regionals every year. Every year they should be in the hunt to host regionals. And then Chris Limonis came on behind me and said, yeah, I'm with you on that. So he knows the standards. Nobody's, nobody's telling Chris Limonis anything. And I, and I don't you know. One thing a lot of fans do is they, they, they believe that the coaches are just throwing their hands up. And they're well, what can I do? I mean, he, he, if there were solutions, Chris Limonis would apply them. And give Tennessee a ton of credit. This is a tremendous baseball team. You know, they, they are the odds-on favorite to win the national title for a reason. Are they going to win it? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. And, and you know, it's, it's baseball such a funny sport. Last year I would have told you that Arkansas was a no-brainer at this point in the year to win the national title. So, you know, still, you never know how it's going to pan out. But they're really, really good. And unfortunately for Mississippi State, Mississippi State is really, really bad. And the, and the matchup is the worst possible one. It would be one thing if it was just, you know, oh Tennessee's a great pitching team and State just can't get some hits. No, it's the other way. It's Tennessee is maybe the best hitting college baseball team of the last decade and maybe longer than that. And Mississippi State has zero pitching. Zero pitching. And tonight the dam finally broke in terms of not getting something out of your starters. Brandon Smith was just – not good from the start. He gave up back-to-back back home runs in the first, and it just sort of went from there. And then you got into the bullpen, and it was just a disaster. I thought the stat of the night was Andrew Walling, who had not given up a run. Granted, he'd only pitched like three innings. But his ERA in two swings of the bat went from 0 to 13.5. I had never seen anybody with a 0 ERA and a 3 whip until tonight. That whip went higher, by the way, as you might imagine, with the way that top of the ninth went. I think Tennessee had a runner on at least every inning. State didn't have a hit until the uh, seventh, when they uh, when Tennessee changed uh, changed uh, pitchers. Yeah, there's just not a lot to say, guys. There's just not a lot to say. Um, and I, you know, honestly, I mean it's it's better for this team if this just just get it over with. Nobody wants. To, nobody wants to go to Hoover at this point. Nobody wants to deal with this any longer. I think. I think by and large, give up's not the right word. Right? It's not. It's not even. It's not give up. It's not surrender. It's just realization. I, I talked about. I, I made a joke on on Sports Talk where somebody was said something about Richard was trying to get me, and I was just like, guys, you know, I've reached the acceptance part of the grieving phase. All right. Denial and anger and all that, I'm way past that. It's 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 just time to accept that this is what this team is. They're not good. They're not good, you know? And and I'm not one of these people who looks at all the injuries. I mean, yeah. Obviously having Landon Sims and Stone Simmons probably sways some games for you. A few games for you. But let's not act like that's the difference between this team hosting and not. They still would have been, you know, a uh I mean well, how many wins are we talking about here? Maybe five or six. Can't be talking about much more than that, especially we're talking about Sims, who would have just who would have just been a starter once a week. So I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm, this team wasn't playing great before the injuries, and they haven't played well since then. And it's just a, a combination of a lot of factors, and it's it's but it's surprising. It is surprising. I feel like, you know, you think about the 2015 team. I'm trying to remember, you know, I I blocked a lot of that out, but that team couldn't hit at all. Like, they they just couldn't score runs. Pitching-wise, they weren't very good either. But this team can actually score some runs. They didn't tonight. I get that. But for the most part this year, scoring runs has not been a huge issue for them. They hit the ball pretty well. They've hit a ton of home runs. But this, might be, this has got to be the worst pitching team in Mississippi State history. It just has to be. I, I can't imagine one. There certainly hasn't been one uh, in my lifetime that I remember being, being worse than this. So let me, let me see if the ERA, if these have been updated. They have. State's team ERA is 6.07. 6.07. The only pitchers who have an ERA under 5 on the year... Obviously, Stone Simmons and Landon Sims, and Brooks Auger, who are all injured. Tally is at 3.92. Cade Smith is at 363, 3.66. Pico Khan is at 4676, 4.76. Everybody else on the team has an ERA above 5. Four guys have double digit R- ERAs Cam Tuller is 10.41. Andrew Walling now at 12. Jack Walker at 12.86. Not that they've pitched a ton of innings, but that's what their ERA is. Jack Walker, in 14 innings, has given up 19 hits and 20 runs. Also 13 walks. So he's given up 19 hits and 13 walks. That's 32 divided by 14. His ERA, his whip is like 2.5, something like that. Wallings is not any better. He's given up two hits and seven walks in three innings. And then you have Lane Forsythe, God bless him, at (laughs) 23.14. I mean, that doesn't help. You know, that's a little bit of a but I mean Mikey Tepper, 949, Cole Cheatham, 924. Casey Hunt, a guy that we've been talking about. Hey, he might go go pro early. His ERA is 8.22. Teams are hitting 277 against him. He's given up 26 hits and in 23 innings. Why would anybody draft him? What's he shown you? I mean, yeah, he throws the ball hard, but who cares? Fristo seven six eight. Stanett out for the season, six twelve. And then the other two starters in the rotation, Preston Johnson's 5.55. Brandon Smith is 5.88. Now Brandon Smith went up a good bit tonight, but still. There's just no pitching. There's no pitching to be had. It doesn't matter that this team can can hit some. They can't get outs. If you can't get outs, you can't win. This is baseball pitching and defense I mean I know what the majors are right now but pitch especially at the, I think in the college game pitching still has a premium I would I mean you, if you would say would you rather be good at hitting or good at pitching well look at last year what would you rather be Huh? Yeah. I think state's team batting average is almost exactly the same as it was a year ago they've obviously got more power this year and we can play the whole you know clutch hitting game I don't have the numbers. In front of me for runners and scoring position last year versus this year, I'm sure they are different. But the fact of the matter is, this team is, for the most part, this year scored enough runs to win. But then you have games like tonight. I mean, there's nothing they could have done. There's just nothing they could have done. All right, real quick, let me do some ads, and then we'll we'll see how we're going to wrap this up. I know I know it's short. We're going to try to. I'm going to try to extend it. I don't want that guy yelling at me. So anyway. This weekend, if you're cooking out, remember that beef, it's what's for dinner. That's from our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Some great steaks, some great uh, burgers on the grill. That'll make you happy. Or if you got the big smoker, go buy a brisket, man. I saw a great video. I think I mentioned this the other day. A guy made a whole point to go and get a select brisket. 35 bucks for about an 8-pound, 9-pound brisket. Nothing to it, right? Cooked it up. Delicious. You don't have to spend big money to have great food, especially when you have great products like what the beef providers in our state give you. So when you head to the grocery store, when you head to the butcher shop, make it red meat, get some beef. It's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. And of course, if you don't want to cook, you can always go to Two Brothers. That's the place to find smoked Southern soul food. It's just the best, guys. I keep telling you. And 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 you guys keep, you know, I appreciate it when you guys, you know, send the pictures, tweet them to me. Hey, Two Brothers, great food. I almost want to respond sometimes, yeah, I know, I know. It's just good every single time. That's one of my, you know, I used to work in the restaurant business. You guys all know that. Consistency is the most important thing to me in a restaurant. I want to know when I go to a restaurant that I'm going to have as good a meal as I had the last time, as the time before that, as the time before that. I don't want it to be, well, sometimes it's really, really good, and sometimes it's not good. It just depends on who's cooking. I can't, I can't deal with that. I don't go to those restaurants. Two Brothers is consistent. That's the most important thing to me, and it will be for you too. Smoke Southern Soul Food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems, they make it super easy when they say great products and great service. I know what you're thinking. Everybody says great products and great service. It's a cliche, but it's not really. It's not really when you deliver, and that's what Advantage Business Systems does. When you have products that need to be fixed, you need somebody to get there immediately. You can't wait seven to ten days. Your business can't go without those products. You need to talk to somebody In the state of Mississippi, not across the ocean, not on a call center, not being on hold for 30 to 40 minutes. Now, that's the difference Advantage Business Systems provides you. You're doing business with your next door neighbor. Their number is 601 362 9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. So, what now? Well, two more games. Two more games. Are they going to be like tonight? Possibly. Possibly. I mean, when you look at what happened uh, tonight, I mean, State state threw some pitchers. You know? They don't have a whole ton of arms left to throw at them. They have Preston Johnson. Uh, obviously, I don't think Pico Khan threw tonight. Casey Hunt didn't throw tonight, but... You know, Tepper, Tuller, Walker. Walker, I mean, poor Jack Walker. Look at this line. I mean, look at it. Some of these lines are incredible. Every pitcher who pitched tonight gave up at least three earned runs. Brandon Smith, three innings pitched, 11 hits, eight earned runs. Mikey Tepper, one and two-thirds, three hits, three earned runs, two walks. Cam Tuller, one and a third, three hits, three earned runs, and a walk. Jack Walker, poor guy. Zero, he didn't get a credit for an out. Two hits, five earned runs, two walks. So two hits, two runs, and five walks. Two walks. Sorry. Two hits, two walks, five runs. Cole Cheenham, two innings pitch, four hits, four earned runs. He also walked the batter. Andrew Walling, two hits, four earned runs, two walks. He did strike out the side. Struck out the side in the ninth. I, I say... We've been debating this all year in the press box, by the way. Strike out the side. I don't care if they score 20 runs. You strike out three batters, you strike out the side. Oh, and State also hit uh, three batters as well. <laughs> what do you guys want? What do you want me to say? There's just not a lot. So let's get. The, it's, it really is about getting these last two games done. Nobody getting hurt. No more injuries and then completely flushing it and going forward. And I will tell you this right now. It's, it's May 20th, as you're listening. Uh, one of the things that I've, I've heard people say is that State was sort of at a disadvantage, which is an incredible thing to say when you win the national championship. But I, I get where they're coming from, that State couldn't be as active in the portal because the coaching staff was preoccupied up until the end you because know, I think the the last day for the portals like January is like July first or something like that. I could be wrong on that date, but it, it's close to the end of the College World Series. So I sort of get that. No such excuses this year. If it, within two months time, if we come back and we reconvene on July twentieth, you better have gotten three or four guys in terms of batters and two or three guys in terms of pitchers. This this is this is going to be a, have to be a year where whether you like it or not. Whether you want to do it or not, you got to swallow it down. you got to swallow the bitter pill, and you got to go into the transfer portal and get six or seven guys. And they don't all have to be R.J. Yeager, but they all got to be pretty good. You need a couple of power bats. You need a couple of guys who can get on base. And then in the pitchers, you need a guy at the front of the rotation, or at least a, a weekend guy, and then you need a couple of reliable, reliable bullpen arms. If we come back on July 20th and those guys aren't signed, sealed, and delivered, committed, if you're looking ahead to next season and your starting lineup is, you know, doesn't contain a bunch of new faces, it's gonna be tough. Because I, you know, the thing with 15 to 16 is you had those new faces, right? And then you had some guys who developed, and the new faces were Nate Lowe and and uh, Jack Kruger and of course Jake Mangum, but Jacob Robson got a lot better, and Reed Humphreys got better, and Brent Rooker you know, was sort of a new face. He didn't play much, I don't think, in 15, if at all. The pitching staff got better. Dakota Hudson, Austin Sexton, Daniel Brown, Zach Houston, these were guys who didn't do anything in 15, and they turned it around. So what's going to happen? Is it going to be development? Or are we going to look up this time next year and Tepper and Walker and Cheatham are are much, much better versions of themselves. Well, that could be the case. There's certainly no reason to think they can't develop. They were all highly recruited guys. But there's got to be some new faces, especially in the batting order. you got to find a couple of new guys. A couple of new faces. If you don't, if we're, if we're here in July and Mississippi State hasn't gotten a bunch of transfers in, I mean, it's going to be difficult for me to look at that season and go, yeah, they should bounce right back. You got to go get transfers, and they got to be good. They got to be good. So remember this: when Chris Lomonas was hired at Mississippi State, what did John Cohen sort of tout? Was his recruiting prowess? This guy is a great recruiter. It was the same thing with Canizero. Canizero was a great recruiter, he had, and I think Lomonas has been a great recruiter so far. I don't know if he missed on a bunch of guys in in this group, or if it's just going to take a little longer for him to develop, and then you're going to have a, a, a fleet full of stars. It could very well be that way. But that's what the strength of Chris was was, is, his recruiting. Now, he's also turned out to be a really good game manager. This year, notwithstanding, we all know that the the previous three years, when he pulled the trigger on a move, usually it worked out. The guy, it wasn't just serendipity. The guy was smart. The guy is smart. But he's known as a recruiter, so he's got to recruit this offseason to get this team going in the right direction. Otherwise, I mean, we're going to have some painful podcasts towards the end of next year. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Guys, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. I'm not going to be one of these people who's like, you know, they need you at the ballpark. Guys, if you don't want to, gas is $4 a gallon. All right. I have no idea what a hotel room is. I imagine it's not cheap. You know, food, beverage, everything's expensive right now. I'm aware of what's going on in the country. If you don't want to come, I get it. If you just say, you know what? This team, it's done, it's over. I'm just going to stay home this weekend. That's fine. You do you. No judgment from Brian Haydad. So we'll see what happens. We'll wrap it up, uh, you know, Sunday. Robbie and I will be back to... uh to talk and to wrap uh, put put the bow on this baseball season, such as it were, uh, and then next week, let me try to get a podcast schedule for you guys. Obviously, you know we'll have a podcast Monday and Tuesday, then Wednesday, Thursday. No pods Wednesday, Thursday because I'll be in Hoover. And then possibly a Friday pod, just depends on what time I can get back from Hoover to the studio. Might have to if Robbie's willing to record later. We can do a Friday pod, um, and then we'll figure it out from there. I hope I've been a voice of calmness in the in the madness today. If not, I apologize. I did the best I could. When it's just one guy, man, it's so it's so tough to do these pods when it's just the one guy. I like having somebody to bounce things off of. Um, but and honestly, with Robbie. He might he might have made me look sort of positive today. So it's, maybe it's a good thing he wasn't here. <laughs> I want you guys to have a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves, and I'll be back with you very very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.